Our scripture reading today comes from the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 1 through 16. Hear the word of God. I, therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of calling to which you have been called, with all humanity and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. But each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore it is said, when he ascended on high, he made captivity itself a captive. He gave gifts to his people. When it says he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is the same one who ascended far above all the heavens so that he might fill all things. The gifts he gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until all of us come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to maturity, to the measure of the full stature of Christ. We must no longer be children tossed to and fro and, and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way, into him who is the head, into Christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by every ligament with which it is equipped, as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth in building itself up in love. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As you likely now know, this past week was Camp 456 at Pinnacle. Camp 456 is a week-long music, mission, and leadership camp for incoming 4th, 5th, and 6th graders. And this year's theme was Embracing Compassion. Another new twist to this year's camp was our partnership with UMOM. For those of you who aren't familiar, UMOM is an organization in Phoenix that provides temporary housing to families experiencing homelessness. They make sure that kids are in school and they help parents find jobs, all while providing free housing and three meals a day. And during the past week, about half of our Camp 456 students, so about 20, were children from UMOM. And while this dynamic definitely added a lot of new challenges, it also made the camp so much cooler and way more meaningful to me by the end of the week. The week prior to Camp 456, I was on a trip with our high school students at Montreat, and I got word from Patricia, the UMOM chaplain, that her supervisors had approved this camp partnership 
that students from UMOM would be joining us. My first response was so much excitement. I thought, wow, this is going to be so life-changing for everybody involved. It wasn't until I was sitting alone on the floor of the teen center the day before it started, surrounded by tangled twinkle lights, name tags, and a whole lot of mess that I realized how big a responsibility this was going to be. And even then, I didn't fully grasp what the week would truly be like. I don't think any of us probably did. In fact, the magnitude of the week and what we were taking on didn't really hit me until probably the end of the day on Friday, the last day. On Tuesday, the theme was compassion for myself. Students were writing affirmations, they were drawing out their emotion monsters, all the emotions that they feel into a picture. They practiced talking about their feelings. I heard students open up to high schoolers about things happening at home. And I heard high schoolers opening up to their peers in ways that they hadn't done before. I heard people telling their peers why they were so angry or why they felt safe for the first time. And while I knew the day had gone well on Tuesday, I didn't realize the impact until the end of the week. I got a cold on Thursday, so when I came to work on Friday, I was not fully in it. You know when you have a cold and you're kind of floating out of your body? That's where I was at. So I kind of took a back seat, and during the talent show on Thursday, I sat, or on Friday, I sat at the back of the fellowship hall on the floor and just kind of watched the kids enjoy each other. And sitting there, listening to these kids, I, for the first time, saw every single one of them cheer each other on, be confident enough to get out there by themselves and show a talent, stand up there with so much confidence and bravery that so many of us adults don't have. They were all there for each other. They were one compassionate community. And watching this, I realized that just days ago, many of these kids were strangers or they were threatening to hit each other on the way home. And suddenly, in pretty much a day, something had shifted. Here they were on the last day of camp, high-fiving each other, encouraging each other, laughing with each other, and making sure that every single one of them felt loved, whether they remembered their name or not. And sitting on that floor, feeling sick as a dog, I could not help but smile. No matter how many hiccups we experienced during the week, and we certainly had our share, we had somehow managed to make a compassionate community by the end of the day on Friday. Our scripture reading for today says, we must no longer be children tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful scheming, but speaking the truth in love we must grow up 
every way into Christ. Before Friday, probably couldn't have told you what that meant. But now, I think the writer of this Ephesians passage isn't saying, don't be like children. After all, we know Jesus says the exact opposite, right? I think it's saying, be like brave children. Be brave like children. Be loving like children. Be compassionate like children. Be those children. Be thoughtful and inquisitive. Give each other hugs for no reason. Hang out on the floor and laugh till you cry just because maybe the person needs to. We are all called to be like these camp four, five, six students, knowing we may not all get along all the time, knowing we may not even like each other all the time, but we better find a way to love each other. Because our scripture reading tells us that we are each members of this body, joined and knit together, called to grow together and build itself up in love. My time at Pinnacle officially started about a year and a half ago, last March. I think I actually signed my initial contract the day before my seminary announced that we would be shifting to remote learning and we should all go home. So reflecting on my time at Pinnacle in some ways is a little hard for me. And I would love to say it's been all daisies and rainbows and unicorns, but it hasn't. And I don't think any of our lives have probably been all daisies and rainbows and unicorns. It's not the whole story. The truth is, the past year and a half has been hard. I think we all know that and have felt that in some way. And honestly, I'm a little tired of hearing how hard it's been. And, and please hear me when I say this, I'm not saying that I don't care or that it makes me angry or annoyed to hear people talk about it, that's important. What I'm saying is that my body is tired of holding pain. My heart still hurts as it beats through all of the loss. My soul still feels a little weary every time it remembers what's happened. So I need you all to hear me when I say, I hear you. Because y'all have shared your stories with me all year long, and I heard them, and I thank you for them. And I want to honor that reality. The reality that for some of you, this pandemic feels like it's over and you never want to hear the word COVID again. That's fair. That reality that for some of you, it still feels like you're living in the midst of a hurricane and you're not sure how much longer you can swim. The reality that for some of you, the aftermath of the year is actually feeling a lot harder than the year itself. Whether you're learning how to grow around your grief or you're learning how to be the new you and what your world now looks like. I want to honor all those realities because this is a church and we're told to bring all of those feelings to that table. At the same time, I want to invite you to shift your thinking just for a short time to all the good things that have happened in the past year and a half. To help make this shift, I'm asking you to take a step outside of the box with me. 
and I know I've got some dedicated Frozen Chosen Presbyterians up in here, so I just want everybody to take a breath, and I would love it if you could trust me, and more importantly, trust the Holy Spirit to do this work. For those of you looking at the bulletin, you may have noticed the image on the front cover. If you have a bulletin, I invite you to take that out and look at it. It's black and white, and plot twist, it's a coloring sheet. Many of you hopefully grabbed crayons on your way in. If you didn't, perhaps you could go grab some in the back or a deacon could help you. If you are worshiping in person today, I invite you to use those crayons. If you are worshiping at home with us, I invite you to grab a sheet of paper, post-its, anything you have and any writing utensils. You can definitely do this with us. Together for the next couple of minutes, we're gonna do some reflective coloring. As we sit in this moment of quiet together, I wanna encourage you to think about one occurrence of brokenness that you've experienced in the past year, and then at least one occurrence of wholeness that you've experienced. You can use this time to pray or just reflect whatever you think you need in this time. For those of you who prefer to color in the lines, that coloring picture is there for you. For those of you who want a little bit more freedom, I invite you to find some blank spaces in your bulletin and you can color there. And for those of you who really don't like coloring and are annoyed at me right now, I invite you to use your crayons or pens and write down words that you would like to reflect on. And by the end of this two minute period, I invite each of you to write one affirmation Specifically, one thing you've learned about yourself this year that you love at the top of the bulletin or sheet of paper. Friends, let's begin this time of reflection together.
Thank you for honoring that time. If you're not done yet, feel free to continue coloring. That is always okay with me. Now that we've hopefully had some time and some space to reflect on the year, hardships and growth, I hope you'll join me in thinking about all of the beauty that we've experienced this year. I know I've said this before, but I have been so, so inspired by all of you this past year and a half. And I want to tell you what I've seen from this community in that time. And whether you are a first-time visitor or you remember every story that I mentioned from the past year, I hope you find a way to open yourself up to the goodness and the beautiful possibilities of this congregation, of this compassionate community. Here's some, just some, of what I've witnessed. A staff that cares so deeply for its members that I've seen them cry in staff meetings. Teenagers who refuse to give up, who refuse to live into stereotypes of their generation, no matter what. Elders willing to listen to new voices and make really hard decisions. Parents who keep showing up, no matter how tired they are. Children who ask pretty much the biggest faith questions you could possibly imagine. Adults who will admit when they don't know something, but that they want to try to learn it with other people. Young people learning to use their voices and believe in themselves, maybe for the first time. People willing to sit on the floor and cry together. People willing to sit on the floor and laugh together. People willing to be together in whatever way was necessary. A compassionate community searching for itself and learning to be okay with searching for itself. That's only a little bit of what I've seen here and there's so much more. And I hope that you all see it in your own community. This is a compassionate community. Live into that. Keep going and don't give up on it. Y'all are pretty incredible and I don't know if you always realize that. So from the bottom of my heart, I wanna thank all of you for being a compassionate community and for welcoming me into that compassion into this space and this community. The year hasn't been easy, but my God, has it been beautiful. Amen. <laughs>